12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Call a second quickly, Origi! Yeah! 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 Welcome back to another episode of the Long Balls Podcast. Um, Champions League draw happened. Transfer deadline happened. More games in the Prem happened. Lots to go. A lot. <clears throat> A lot to go into. Let's start with the transfers. Um, a lot, I mean, a lot happened, obviously, since our last episode. Yeah. Our last Deadline episode, day. About Ronaldo going to Man City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, like, I woke up and it was, Ronaldo's going to United. Yes. So, it was the quickest change ever. It was, yeah, like, within two exactly. hours. It was very interesting. Very was sus. Makes you think that. He was never going to City in the first place. And he it just was just to get a bigger wage. Yeah. Maybe. It was really funny how quickly everybody just turned on. Like the Man United fans were like, oh my God, he saw. Oh, yeah. And then yep. how quickly they're like, oh my God, yeah, we knew he was going to come back. <laughs> like, like, oh, he's finished. It doesn't matter. We don't need him anyway. How can oh, you oh my God, we're going to win the league. Boo him and shit on him. And then yeah. he immediately be like, oh no, we wanted him back. Like, you should <laughs> yeah. still be mad that he was going to join City. Yeah, I guess they think that they, they think that he was never going to. And that like no, it was just so. an all ploy. I, I think he was going to. I don't. I don't really know. I think he probably was. Um, I think he he was like, let me get out of Juve. What club will take me? And then United. And then United weren't the ones who responded. And then Jorge Mendes was like, oh, I could see if City wants you. And Ronaldo was like, go ahead. Why not? Yeah, and then I think it was after. I guess supposedly he talked to Sir Alex, and Sir Alex was like, don't do it. And he was like, okay. He respects Sir Alex too much to do it. Mm. it I is, think that's... It is quite the coincidence, though, that Man United are paying him much more than Man City were going to. And I oh, think there's it's... also some other stuff, because Man City weren't going to pay Juve anything. They weren't going to offer yeah. it. To no, I think what it came down to is they just didn't want to pay the transfer fee. And for some reason, I think the age, too. Like, cities just does they don't sign old strikers. They don't yeah. sign old players, period. <clears throat> so... I think that's probably played a huge, a huge. Part. I think it's gonna hit. It's gonna um, hinder Mason Greenwood's development a little bit to have somebody that just demands the ball. I, I think so a little bit. Um, actually, I th- I totally agree. I don't get this. I think it's. I actually I say I, I don't know if it's gonna hinder it, but it certainly won't help. There's there's nothing about. Yeah, but this like to by me. definition, if it's not helping, it's hindering because right now in his. Like where he is, I, he I suppose. Playing. Yes, right. Although until Rashford gets back, he plays anyway. Probably he'll just play on the left, um, and Sancho on the right, Ronaldo through the middle. Now the question is, once Rashford gets back, he uh, would assume that Rashford plays on the left, Ronaldo through the middle, Sancho on the right, and obviously that doesn't leave room for Greenwood, who I think has been great. I mean, every I think everybody consensus agreement he's been the best thing about man U aside from paul pogba to start the season yeah so yeah 
again, I'm not like over the moon about this. This is kind of how I was feeling about it the day of. And uh, I don't know if Joey, you probably, you saw my, probably saw my tweets, my analysis of kind of how, what I was feeling that day of, but like he did entertain city. So we shouldn't be so happy about him coming back. Even so it just seems like it was all on Sir Alex. And really that's the only reason he doesn't really care about anything else at the club. It's just one person, but that's fine. I mean, but I also just don't really have a connection to him either because he played well before I, not well before I, but before I was a fan. So it's not like I have some deep connection to Ronaldo and be like, oh, I love that he's back. Who takes penalties? Yeah, I mean, you I would, want Bruno too. I want Bruno to keep taking them. Yeah, but. But can Ronaldo be in a team where he doesn't take penalties? He's I don't also know. He's now going to be the free kick taker. Oh, we, Ryan I, and I talked about this. I would hate that hate if he's the free kick taker. He's going he's to so bad. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I think it's much more like that he takes penalties than free kicks. I'm yes, the other I, way. I think it's more likely he takes free kicks than penalties. Interesting. I just don't see how he takes free kicks over Pogba. Um, and he's Ronaldo, and that's his ego. And yeah, and then also Ollie like can just be like, I don't know. He, I think he might be a little upset that Ronaldo entertained the city idea, and he might not let him take the the free kicks or the pens. Because he might not let him, but the players will be like, Ronaldo can just walk up and be like, I'm taking it, and they're gonna be like, okay. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> we'll see. I don't know what kind of player he's gonna be for us. What what it's gonna be like? Is he gonna play every game? I guess unless he gets injured. I mean, he's Ronaldo, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just – I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, especially when we hadn't gotten a CDM still. I guess I, I guess we're really what it comes down to is just the fact that we didn't want City to have him. I think that's the only reason we got him. We, we weren't even thinking about bringing him back until you know City. Who, you know what that reminds me of? <clears throat> One midfielder by the name of Fred – who Man City were linked to buy-in and were pretty much like it was a done deal. And then all of a sudden, Man United come in. And also Alexis Sanchez. The same exact thing happened. Oh. And you can look at what happened in both of those situations. Alexis Sanchez was like the highest played player in the Premier, in Premier League history, right? Yeah, I think so. And it's then he like 450K a week. Um, Fred very much is not what he needs Fred's to be. I'm not going to say balling. Fred sucks. Um, I think Fred could be a good player in a different system on a different team. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Fred's necessarily a super He's not the quality you need to win the Premier League. So I'm happy we didn't get him. Um, And obviously, I'm I'm not going to say that Ronaldo is comparable to those two. But Alexis Sanchez was still very much balling when he signed at Man United. Yeah. Not very much. He was really balling. Yeah. 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 Um, But I do think Ronaldo's a very much different player He's not the play. He's not going to score fifty goals in a season. He's going to demand the ball. He's going to take penalties. He's going to take free kicks, and it may be, it might hurt the team where it becomes a thing where he becomes the focal point of the attack, and it's not Dan James, <laughs> who is no longer a Man United player. Yeah. I'm sad well, about this. I think that some of the United players could benefit from having Ronaldo be that focal point. Because less attention on Rashford when he's back, less attention on Greenwood in the box, maybe even less on Bruno. 
I don't see how that's a good thing because it's not like they haven't performed. Like, aside from Rashford, you maybe say crumpled under pressure in like the Euro and stuff like that. I don't really think that Greenwood's had any problem with the pressure of being our goal scorer right now. I mean, Bruno, I, uh, well, maybe. I mean, Joey will claim that he is, he's not a big game player. He doesn't, you know. You know what he did today against Ireland? Nothing. Oh, like well, yeah, I, know, I was surprised. I was surprised it wasn't a big game. Oh, uh, yeah. I, mean. I was surprised he didn't pat stat or stat pat. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> stat pat. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was in like the middle of saying pat his stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's just come back to the CDM thing. To yeah, me. yeah, I mean, they kind of ignored the fact that they need a CDM. Let's move on. We just talked about Ronaldo and United for. A good amount of time. Um, some other things that happened. West Ham quietly had one of the best transfer windows. Um, now, in a very unique way, they waited until about the last hour to announce three sign-ins. Um, Kurt Zuma, uh, Nikola Vlasic, so another attacking mid, basically, once they signed him, they were never going to get Lingard again, in my opinion. No. Um, and then also Alex Kral, who's on loan. So now they have three pieces of that Czech Republic team that surprised everybody at the Euros. And Kral, Sufal, and Sufal. Um, Alex Kral did good in the Euros. I think he's a quality player. Um, and they just are loaded with attack and talent up front now. With Vlasic, Cornells, Benrama, Jared Bowen, Mikel Antonio, if he can stay healthy. Who has a big you-know-what? <laughs> I don't know if they have a backup striker, though. Yeah, I mean, it's that's when you start playing wingers. At, yeah, they don't. They really don't, except for... Um, Maybe, like, a young guy, but, like, I really don't think they have a... They I mean, they but think about really... Michael Antonio didn't even... I mean, he used to be... <laughs> he used to be a wingback. Yeah, like, he, he was... He never... He didn't start out as a center uh, yeah. forward. So they also have Yarmolenko and Lanzini still. Yeah, but both not full number yeah, nines. Attacking, yeah, I'm saying just attacking players. Yeah. Um, and if Kurt Zuma can be competent, it would go a long way. Yeah, they really just don't have a backup striker. So very interesting there. Um, they better and because hope, Michael Antonio gets hurt. They better hope he doesn't get hurt for a long time. Yeah. I just thought it was really funny how they did all their business pretty much the last day. Yeah, the only thing was the Zuma thing that had been going on for a while. It just so yeah, happened. Yeah, like, they, they just finally wrapped it up. Yeah, they finalized it. But, yeah. Um, Dan James, like we mentioned earlier, gone from United, going to going to Leeds, going to join that pace full team already. Yeah. The team that just counters. So, I think he could thrive. He really could. We're going um, to see at his time at Leeds if he's actually a Prem quality player. A player that can play at a mid-level club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not he's not going to be a superstar who's bagging 20 goals and 10 assists. But can he be a player on a team, an important player on a team that's fighting for Europe? What you hope he would be is Adama Traore, but like white and not as strong and with slightly more end product because Adama Traore has... Um, I would say Dan James can shoot better than Adama. Probably because Adama... 
Now Man, James can't pass. James, James has no vision. <laughs> yeah. like, I can't wait to see Banff in the box needing five chances to score a goal and Dan James crossing it in 10 times needing 10 crosses to find the guy once. This is a team of like, <laughs> yeah, they just do not. <laughs> they can make a moment, but it's just like so rare. <laughs> now, Rafinha is quality though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack, Jack Harrison's on the other wing. So he's going to start from the bench. And he's going to have to, I guess, come in for whichever one of those two is not doing as well, I guess, per game. Um, at least for now, he won't be a starter. I don't know. I think they, they might could, switch it up. Because they could push Jack Harrison inside, I feel like. Because it just seems like a weird buy for me if he's not going to start. $30 million, Why would Dan James want to leave Man United where he's a sub to go to Leeds where he would be a sub? That's true. That's a good point. It doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me. Valid point, valid point. Um, in American news, Bayern Munich extended the contract of Chris Richards, center yeah. back, who doesn't really play, but he played all last season at Hoffenheim before he got hurt, and they loaned him back out to Hoffenheim. And there were reports that they were going to sell him to Hoffenheim, and I was disappointed by that. So I was really happy when I saw that they signed him to an extension mm-hmm. and then loaned him out again. Yeah, I think it was a good move uh, overall for – all parties involved oh yeah because he i mean he sh- i agree he should be not he shouldn't be a Bayern this summer or this um this year he's not ready for that yet but yeah or at least i want him to get more game time mm-hmm. selfishly for the men's national team i think we need to touch on the um the next chapter and probably the final chapter of the worst transfer of all time um griezmann to barcelona a couple of years ago oh yes absolutely million. We, we definitely need to touch on Barcelona. And um, he's back. When, it, when all you say is Messi or Griezmann all summer, and then you end up with none of them. Brutal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the – there was a graphic on Twitter of Man United's 9, 10, and 11, and it was like Suarez, Messi, Neymar, and now it's – the pie body and Dembele, like yeah, oh, Braithwaite, yeah, Dembele's still there, so it should Dembele's still be. 11, yeah, <laughs> quite the change, yeah, quite the change indeed. Uh, Barca did Luke not, De Jong is low key a baller though, he'll, he'll get a couple goals, he'll score more than Braithwaite, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace continuing to make some signings. Mm-hmm. It's a little worrying in the sense that it just kind of reminds me of Fulham from a couple of years ago, where they spent all that money and just bought in a bunch of players that didn't gel. Um, we'll see. I have high hopes for them. I'm rooting for them. High hopes to finish like 11. I picked them to finish the highest out of us. You have what 13th? At 13th, yes. Um, Connor Gallagher looks like he can, looks like he can play in the Prem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scored a brace for them last week. Um, and they get the strike. They get another striker. The guy from Celtic, Eduard, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, they signed Eduard. Oh, yeah, like good, good moves, like really good moves. Everything about their team is good. They just need to score goals. Yeah. Um. And Jordan Ayew is not it. Christian Benteke is not it. He was it for a very brief period. He was very. He was it for a very brief period last season. Um, the other guy, Mateta, he's probably not it either. Um, 
But they're really solidifying their team. And they also signed Will Hughes from Watford. Mm-hmm. Another solid center made with plenty of Prem's experience. The question I mean, is, can Patrick Vieira get these people to play together? And yes, the answer is probably no. <laughs> Very fair. But if Eduard, if Eduard can score on a consistent basis, and literally that probably means like 12 goals across the season. 12, maybe yeah, 12, 12 would be a good, I think that would be good. If your striker scoring yeah. 12, that's you're, you're, you should stay up. Yeah, I mean, Pookie scored 12, though, when Norwich got relegated. Okay, well, Norwich also conceded, like, 100 goals, so... <laughs> you also had, like, eight of those goals by, like, October. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, maybe, I mean, some quality, I mean, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm definitely... There was a, a good good window for Palace yeah, overall, yeah. I think. No, it, didn't, it didn't lose anybody, really. Um, obviously, keeping Zaha, if he's actually, like, wants to play, that's not bad. But if he's just going to sit there and not move, then <laughs> probably should have just sold him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how all these transfers affected. I mean, you got Saul going to Chelsea, too. Right. Can we, like, can we talk about how, like, little that makes sense for everybody? Yeah, he's one of your best players at Atletico. Um, Chelsea don't really need him. Right. Where is he going to play? I, I, don't, I don't see where he fits in this team. And why? To me, this is just stupid because it's like throwing something into, into a great team that already works. Like it's another variable that now you have to take a factor for. And I don't see how that helps them at all. I think it actually hurts them, the fact that they have to take into account um, like a new piece that's a new player they have to work with, figure out his style and everything. I mean, Conte and Jorginho have just been working perfectly. So why? It just doesn't really make sense to me. And the loan. Loans for players over 24 absolutely make no sense to me. Buy um, them, right? Yeah. Especially like with – unless it's something weird, uh, like a weird circumstance. But, um, yeah, just buy them. Especially like with Lingard last, I didn't even make it made sense for Lingard to go to West Ham, but they should have just kept him. They should have just bought him instead of loaning him for half a season. Yeah, a hundred percent. Any other quick transfers to talk about that were big? Obviously, we already talked uh, about Messi. PSG getting. Um, New did they did uh, I didn't yeah. see they complete they got new men uh, new men yes yes as, as that guy says new, oh I went on TikTok today just to see what his reaction was and all he was is PSG went bold and got a baller with new men I can't wait to watch him in the Champions League <laughs> yeah let's see I think it's probably a good move for them they just have like really two like forward thinking outside backs now. Yeah, I heard they offered um, him to PSG and Man City, which if that's the case, why Man City didn't sign him on loan? Yeah, I saw the... Why not throw throw a dart? PSG. Why not throw a dart and just hope it sticks, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. don't have a left back. I know. I was like, oh, Ben Mendy's gone. This is perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, it just should be Cancelo that plays there all season. I agree. Tello and Walker outside backs. All right, let's hop into the Champions League. 
the draw happened. A lot of juicy matchups. But I will say, I don't really think there's too big of a group of death. Um, mm-hmm. There's one that sticks out to me more than all the others, but I agree there's not one I'm looking at like, oh my God, like this is there's, so hotly contested. I think there's like two groups of life. Um, <laughs> in the sense that all four, t- any of the four teams could qualify. If we had to pick a group of death, it would be Man United, but we'll talk about that. In a really? Second. No, we- that's not who I would say. <clears throat> that's what, that's who I would say. Um, group A, PSG, Man City, Leipzig, and Club Brugge. You're I'm probably asking, how on earth are they in the same group, PSG and Man City? Well, because PSG lost their league last year, so they were in pot two. <laughs> um, yep. So Man City now get to go up against Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe twice. While Pep probably overthinks things in both of those games. Um, interesting enough, we all predicted this group to unfold the exact same way. PSG, Man City, Leipzig, and then Club Rouge. Nope. Um, I think that I should have, be pretty straightforward. I have City going uh, through one. Oh, you do? Yep. Interesting. So you think Man City beat PSG and then what tie them? Something like that. I don't really know. I don't really know how I think it's going to happen. I just think that they're going to finish above PSG. Now, do we think there's really any chance that Leipzig make a shot here like they did last year? Unfortunately, no, which is sad because if Leipzig was in another group, I could potentially see them like winning one of the groups. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. They got- Especially, too, because everything's changed for Leipzig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of Bayern taking their players and coach. Yes. Yes. Um, that's just a great business model. You can always buy your competitors. Why not do that? I mean, no, I'm not saying that. I just mean um, from Leipzig. <laughs> yeah, but Leipzig did, like, they, they did good business. Signing Andre Silva. Um, they, they signed um, more of a, Yeah, from Barca. Good, good business. They, they did lose uh, Sabitzer, Upa Makana to Bayern. But, <laughs> but uh, Andre Silva should be a great signing for them. And Absolutely. with Dom- Dominic Sabolzai, he's already balling. He scored a brace the other weekend. Yeah. Um, all right. I just don't think Man City – we'll see. I mean, could they beat PSG in a game? Yes. Yeah. Could they beat them in two games in a row? I'm less optimistic about that. Um, Poch has a decent record against Guardiola. Mm-hmm. This time at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Tottenham and PSG should play very differently against Man City. Tottenham, he, he sat back and countered Man City and was very successful doing so. If he sits back with his PSG team, he's going to be in trouble because PSG's defense is not as good as... All right. They're definitely better than Tottenham's, but they're not... That's not their strength. Team. They're not an elite, elite defense. Yeah. They are an elite attack. But then, but then you get Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe on the counter. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe he dusts it back. <laughs> um, group, group B, we do have correctly, or I'll say correctly because I'm very confident this is how it'll finish. Um, predicted the exact same. So we have Atletico. Oh, no, we didn't predict it the same. Excuse me. Atletico, Liverpool, Milan, AC Milan, and Porto. You two both think Atletico wins the group. I think Liverpool wins it. 
No, I think Liverpool wins it. So Tyler, your your thing was so weird. I, I know. I explained how it was. Did you go back and fix them? Whatever. Anyway, I, yeah, I have uh, Liverpool winning the group. Atletico finishing second. Milan third. Porto fourth. Yeah, I mean, honestly, AC Milan and Porto could maybe swap. <laughs> I mean, definitely AC swap. Aren't great. I mean, Porto aren't great either, but they do have experience get into the knockout stage in the Champions League. The, the, I think said, this is the group of death. That being I said, I them. really don't think any team besides Liverpool and Atletico can get through. Mm-hmm. Really? They're, they're, no, I think they're too good. I think Atletico both of them can fall back. Um, Liverpool, are, in my opinion, should run away with this group. Probably on the route, somewhere around the road of 16 points, maybe 15 if they drop drop a game to Atletico. Um, but yeah, I I don't see Milan or Porto challenging too too much. They're really fighting for Europa. Okay, uh, I don't know. I see it the other way. I think that this is going to be the. I think this is going to be close. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, the way Atletico play, maybe. Right, because because I don't see them like losing by even if they lose to Atletico, it's not like they're going to necessarily lose by a ton of goals, and then they get something off Liverpool for sure. That's possible. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think Atletico is probably safe. I should say. I think you I, think, I li- you think Liverpool is the team more in danger, even though I think they're going to finish first. But yes, think I think more Liverpool. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I think Atletico I think just Liverpool should cruise. Okay. I think Atletico just grinds. He grind it out, and they do yeah. well in this competition. Okay. So, um, Group C, this is one of the two aforementioned group of players, in my opinion. We yes. have Borussia Dortmund, Sporting from Portugal, Ajax, and Besticas. Um, Tyler, you have Dortmund, Sporting, Ajax, Besticas in that order. Uh, Ryan has Dortmund, Ajax, Sporting, and then Bestica, so Ajax and Sporting switch there. I just wrote Dortmund and then the other three in whatever order. <laughs> and to be completely honest, I shouldn't even just be confident in Dortmund to win this group. No. It, I, any of those four teams could win this group. And whoever does will get the lucky bonus of win, playing a team that comes in second in a group. And then they're probably going to get drawn against Man City. So I could easily see like the winner of this group just getting screwed in the next round anyway, and just going up against a team that's much better. No, you know, it's, it's always one of those rounds. It's always one of those things where two crappy teams get paired up with each other. And it's definitely going to be the winner of this group that gets not, not that any of these teams are crappy, but just lower tier than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. No, it always does happen though, where there's a matchup where you're like, really? Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, no, Besiktas will go through here at like number two. And then, like, Lille is going to win their group, and it'll be just Lille besides in the knockout stages. Definitely possible. There was the year that, what, Wolfsburg made, like, the semis because they played, like, a real crappy team in the quarters, and then they just got destroyed by Real Madrid, if I recall. It was a couple years back. I don't remember. I don't remember but yeah, any of these teams can make it. I'm not even going to try to predict what happens. Yes, I'll say Dortmund should finish first, but they are so inconsistent. Um, moving to Group D, we have three out of the four teams in this group. We're in the same group last year. 
to Real Madrid, Inter, Shakhtar, and then Sheriff in their first uh, first Champions League appearance ever. I think they're from Andorra. I think might be wrong a little bit there, but I, it's one of those really small um, European countries. Obviously European, but um, no Moldova. Excuse me. Breakaway state. It's the capital of Transnistria. A breakaway state in Moldova, where is the second largest? Huh. So it's like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Real small team. Like, They're going to get hammered in this group. Yeah. Um, Real should finish on top. Inter should finish second. They did not last year. They did not. Manchin did. Um, Shakhtar, I guess, could get something from Inter. Inter obviously just lost Lukaku. So we'll see. But they do bring in Dzeko. So we'll see. I, Inter should still come in second in this group. Next group, Bayern, Barca, Benfica, and then Dynamo Kiev. And we predicted this group in that order, all of us. Um, I was happy when Bayern got Barca as their pot two team. I didn't want PSG. Um, or sorry, just the team in dismay right now. And Bayern should yeah. be able to handle that defense. Yeah. I, I mean, Bayern might drop they might tie Barca one game. I could see that happening. But really, Benfica and Dynamo Kiev shouldn't have any chance to get out of this group. They should be battling each other for Europe League. And then Group F, we have United, Atalanta, Villarreal, and Young Boys. Got an American in this group. Siabaccio, striker for Young Boys. Um, unfortunately, the worst um, name of a team ever. Unfortunately for Young Boys. Um, and Mendy's in the group. <laughs> uh-huh. that, see that 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 would be a lot better if it was. It was like they would have to separate, you know, like they have the regulations for um, like which which ones can be drawn. It's like, okay, um, Sigurdsson, Gilby, Gilby Sigurdsson, um, Adam Johnson, Adam Johnson can't be. can't be drawn in these in the groups with young boys. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be funny. Um, yeah, I mean, this group, we all predicted the same as well. So, Man United, they should win this group. Let's be very clear about that. Um, Atalanta, I think, will beat Villarreal. Villarreal started the season off really slow. And Atalanta, I mean, great coach. They're just a fun team to watch. Uh-huh. I'll be rooting for them for sure. I mean, they could even get something from United. If United I don't show up in the first half. Absolutely. And yeah. Atalanta have their finishing boots on. They could come out like Leipzig did in that um, that yeah. one where they got yeah. stuff early and it just kind of put us on the back foot. We couldn't come back. I have a feeling that Man United are more likely to win the group mm-hmm. than Atalanta, but Atalanta are more likely to make the round of 16 than Man United. No, I don't think no. so. Oh, wait, Dave Ronaldo. Never mind. Yeah. Villarreal, though, is interesting. Obviously, they did just beat United. Well, not just, but they beat United in the Europa League final. So a little rivalry there, so we'll see. Should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, group G, another group of life with Sevilla, Wolfsburg, Lille, and then Salzburg. American Brandon Aronson in that group as well. Yes. We'll be swam hard. Got to back the American to move on. Back yeah, red, white, and blue. Of course. So although I did, we all pick we pick Sevilla to win this group. We all have different second place finishers. Really. <laughs> So I have I have Wolfsburg finishing second. Ryan has Salzburg, which, which is, is 
which is the underdog. In my opinion, would be the team with the least likely odds to finish second. Yes. And then Tyler has Leo. Um, I don't know. Wolfsburg have started out hot in the Bundesliga. They're 3-0. They have, yeah. Um, they didn't really bring do anything too much of note in the transfer window, but I think they're talented enough to come in second in this group. I mean, they could any any of these teams could win the group. So yeah, if if the results go Salzburg's way, um, Lille lost a lot in the transfer window. That's why I'm not just not confident in them. Um, Sevilla are just a strong team, although they did just lose Luke De Jong. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but Sevilla just they figure out ways. Although no, it's destined for them to finish. Yeah, third I was about to say group. Sevilla might try yeah. to finish in third here. <laughs> they win the Europa League. We know they want to. Arsenal aren't in it. So what other team besides Sevilla can really win the Europa League? What other teams from Spain are in the Europa League? Yeah, look uh, at that. I would have finished there. This year. Um, I don't know. Um, and then lastly, Group H, Chelsea, Juventus, Zenit, and Malmo. Um, you two both have Chelsea, Juve, Zenit, Malmo. I have the same except Malmo and Zenit switched. I just don't it's have a toss up. Zenit, honestly, yeah, it's really a toss up. Well, I have found the Europa League teams from Spain. They are Real Betis and Real Sociedad. Yeah, Sociedad. Real Sociedad. Yeah, Alexander Isaac. Um, David Silva. Mm. Mm. All right. Who do we think is going to win? Me and Ryan are in agreement with yeah. PSG. So, so you want me to go here first with uh, why I think Bayern's going to win and not PSG? Sure. Uh, really, because I just don't think after all these moves that it's just going to work out for PSG. It hasn't worked out before. I don't think it's going to work out they again. They haven't signed Messi before, though. Yeah. yeah. They also and haven't Ramos. signed a 34-year-old Messi before. Now, I still think he's the best player in the world, but he is declining, obviously. I don't know how well he'll adjust to a new team after being in Barca since he was a kid. He literally doesn't remember anything else in his footballing career life. So I think it is going to be an adjustment. Um, especially playing with all these new players. I, I don't know. I think that Poch is going to have quite a handful of figuring mm-hmm. out how to get all these players to play, how to get them all in. And I think that Bayern is just more organized. And I just can – I can I know what I'm going to get with them, I guess. At least I have an idea. I mean, obviously a new coach as well there. So there are different – you know, it's not Flick's team. It's Nagelsmann team now, although I think the Nagelsmann is a great coach. So – I don't really have any worries. Um, I just I, I too many questions around PSG for me to pick them as winners. I I just I mean they should win. Oh, they should, yeah. But I also think that they they absolutely are on paper the best team by a, a long shot. I just think when you take into account all the different things that are going on and who's going to play better as a team especially in a one game final. I think you've got to look at the more organized team, not necessarily the team that's got the best player. So like if a, if Byron PSG come up in a final, I think it's very close to something like Chelsea and, and city last. Um, last now year. PSG did knock Byron out last year. Yeah. With the away goals rule, right? 
which will no longer be in effect. I think so, yeah. It was definitely through away goals. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, PSG are the betting favorites at plus 300. Man City are right behind that at plus 350. I don't know. And Bayern that. are plus 750. Third. And I believe Chelsea is fourth with plus 1,000. I think those are the top four. I would agree with that. Yeah. Although I do think that Bayern probably, to my opinion, should be over City, considering that um, I, I guess you look at City and then they made it to the final, probably should have won if as long as they just played a CDM. But to me, teams are going to start figuring out the false nine a little bit more. I'm not quite sure how this team goes forward uh, this campaign after the loss last year, although we have seen a lot of where a team fails in the year before, um, i.e. Liverpool, and then they come back stronger and figure it out and win it. Bayern. Bayern's not, yeah. Um, I have a boldish prediction. I, I just have a feeling that Real Madrid are going to make the semifinals or the final. I'm adding it to the list. I, I don't know if that's cool. I think that they'll get an easy knockout stage draw. Oh, I was going to say that they'll get like Shakhtar in the round of 16, but they're in the same group. <laughs> they'll they get could, like Real Wolfsburg, or Salzburg. Yeah. And then they'll be on like the same side as Dortmund, and then they'll beat Dortmund or something like that. I agree that I actually kind of agree with that. I I just think that Real I don't necessarily agree with it, but you can see it happening. They better get hard. a nice easy draw in every round because I think the second they come against a team that has talent, they'll lose. The defense is the big question for real. Yeah. It's the fact that yeah, it's really that's how been playing left back for them, not center back. Oh, like they like last year didn't Real knock out Atalanta because Atalanta got a dumb red card that shouldn't have been a red card. Yeah. Yeah, like I think this year Atalanta would just tear their back line to shreds probably. Yeah, we shall see. They really only lost that game because they had that red card. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe Ferland Mendy scored a really nice goal from outside the 18 on his left – on his weak foot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. All right. Let's get in to the Prem. A lot to discuss. A lot to discuss. We start off with Man City and Arsenal. Um, not much to discuss in this game. I mean, I mean, Man City's beaten the two worst teams in the league five nothing back to back weeks. That's all we have to say. That is a very <laughs> fair point to make. <laughs> um, Man City run riot in this game and put up five. Granite Jaka does his best impression of himself to get a red card. Um, Man City it just finished. shouldn't have been a red card. It was a little reckless, Tyler. Studs were up. I here. Here's how I I've I've said it. It was reckless, but if it works and it comes off, you shouldn't be penalized or sent off. But those something. are still the rules. <laughs> no. It, well, first off, no. If you get um, I don't. I don't think that falls under what should be classified as a red because he doesn't actually like you're arguing with the fact that it shouldn't be part of the rules that it should be a red card both. And I still don't think that falls under it. I mean, a reckless challenge like that with the studs up. 
but it doesn't even, it gets like so, it almost 99% ball. Unfortunately, it was not 100%, Tyler. Maybe if he doesn't touch, I think it was Fern Torres, right? At all, then maybe it's not, but like you can't go into a tackle buzz up. I, I don't know. I think it just worked. So to me, it, I just don't see how that, sh- that should or can be penalized because you, if something, you should be paid off for, for that something reckless. I mean, that's what we like seeing, right? No, no, we don't like seeing reckless stuff. I like seeing you like the, you the like beautiful the talent. In tackles. If it works, if it doesn't, then yeah, you get a red card. Okay. Um, I would like to say that we at the long balls do not condone this type of violence. Don't violence. <laughs> oh, okay. We like to keep players safe, Tyler. Um, regardless, uh, of you that, have definitely rooted for players to get injured. I have never rooted for an injury. The only time I've gotten happy when a player's been injured has been Ryan. when I'm playing them in FIFA. Oh yeah, no, Ryan definitely <laughs> has been happy that. Um, Ryan secretly, he just won't admit it on, on here, but he's definitely like in his in his brain, but like, yes, they're out. especially um, for like a Barca player. Like he'll actually root for Griezmann's out. Yes. <laughs> um, this is, just, I mean, Arsenal finished this game with 0.1 expected goals to Man City's four. I mean, to be fair, they started out the first seven minutes really good. And then they gave him a goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, Via and Brentford. We were a little bit off on our prediction here. We thought Villa would win this game. It was a pretty, like, defensive game. The total expected goals in this game, only one and a half. But uh, this is good for Brentford to get Ivan Tooney on the score sheet. He needs to be their guy. Um, but they do very much look like a team that could be like Sheffield when they got promoted, you know, finishing the top half. Mm-hmm. And, do and they well. get relegated terribly the next season. <laughs> Um, and then also good for Wendy to get off the score. So he had a nice goal. He had a nice little turn, little fake pass in there, and then he put it in the corner. Tuan Sebi actually played in this game, Tyler. I told you. Well, because Tyron Mings is hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Everton beat Brighton. I thought this was this is a great prediction, and I was fully on board with it. Yep. Everton upset the Champions League spot, Brighton. I couldn't believe it. Brighton actually dominate possession in this game, though, which for the second <laughs> weekend in a row is surprising. Everton getting just completely dominated on the possession. Rafa Benitez has basically said, we're just going to counter. Um, big Dom gets another goal. Damari Gray, another goal. But the big thing to take away from this game was the whole penalty thing, right? They win the penalty. Um, and then Richarlison just grabs the ball. I believe it was... Uh, who was the one that got fouled? I thought Calvert-Loon was the one that got fouled, too. I think it was. I, or at the very least, I'm very confident it wasn't Richarlson. And he just grabs the ball. And it takes uh, Townsend to poke the ball out for Calvert-Loon to get it. And then he buries it, as he does, because he's big Dom. So right now, taking the three goals, as Bamford has not played yet, to Bamford zero. Bamford does get one in his game, but at this point, it was 3-0 for Big Dom in three games. Um, Southampton-Newcastle, I expected this to be a good game, and it did not disappoint. 2-2 tie, two goals in the 90th minute. What more can you ask for? Newcastle just suck at playing defense. Um, 
stupid decision to make that tackle in the 96th minute <laughs> to give Southampton and James Ward Prowse a penalty. I mean, if there's one person who I'd want to take a penalty or a free kick for my team, it would probably be James Ward Prowse. Ooh, you said penalty or free kick. I, as in both. I have to as correct in a, you there. As in it's a like a combo deal. Package deal. Yeah, yeah. it's a package deal. Mm, okay. Yeah, not Bruno. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> um, but also, uh, Callum Wilson get another goal and St. Maximin another goal. Or I think it's first goal this season. But uh, electric attack. Just a pretty crappy defense. Uh, Leicester Norwich, another one. Which why was Leicester like not super heavily favored? It's ridiculous. They started yeah. at minus one forty, and before the game started, they were like minus one fifteen. So people were yeah. hating them, which made no sense to me. Um, Jamie Vardy scores again, making my bold prediction look worse and worse each week. Um, Timu Puki gets off the mark with a penalty, and then Leicester steal it though with Mark Albrighton with a big deflection. Although Leicester do lose Ricardo Pereira again. This man can just not stay healthy. Oh, so sad. He's so good when he's on the field. Another he, thing about Lester, Mark Albright, and I feel like, what is he good at? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he works hard, right? He, he's like, a hard he's worker. Just there yeah. And he's been there this he whole time. He gets stuff done. Now, I thought they signed him the season they came up, right? Or at, was he there when the day championship? He was one. Well, I don't yeah, know. I 2014. So, they yeah. Came the up. Year, the 14, year they 15 came up. was the year that they, the great escape, and then 15, 16. Yeah. So they signed him the year they came up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was pretty sure it's that was legend. Case. They got him on a free transfer from Aston Villa. Um, yeah, good deal for them. He's made a shit ton of appearances for Leicester. Um, but the issue for Leicester right now is the defense. So Yanchu's been reckless, not next to a good center back. Um, Amari's not a good center back. Let me make that very clear. There's a reason he's like fourth choice. Um, they need Fofana back desperately, or at the very well, least, Donnie Evans great. or Vestergaard. Well, they're not getting <laughs> they're not getting Fofana back. It's so Mid October. That- that's when it's supposed to be. But no, actually, no way. I thought it would definitely be longer. Um, yeah, they just need to get their defense sorted out. Then they'll be fine. Top four is potential. I don't think it'll happen, but it's definitely a possibility. And then <clears throat> West Ham and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace getting another draw. Undefeated in the last two games. Um, a little disappointed from West Ham's standpoint, I guess, to tie this game. But Crystal Palace actually have more expected goals. And Connor Gallagher with the brace in this one. Like, he looked good for West Brom last year. He looked like a quality player. But he, I mean, he's really come to here in this season for Crystal Palace. I don't think he's ever going to play for Chelsea or have a meaningful role for Chelsea. But he could definitely be the type of player to play for like a mid, mid-table team. Exactly. Uh, I do just have to confirm that Fofana is out until next season. Are you sure? Yes. He had surgery. I Interesting. It's not what I heard. I did not think he was out for the whole season. I mean, unless something came up recently, but a month ago, yeah, he had like his surgery and everything and 
Yeah. So. Been ruled out for the rest of the year. Out until 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was coming back this season. <laughs> um, My mistake, though. Yeah, we're both wrong. Yeah, I mean, West Ham, I, based on how they started the season, I would say they should be a little disappointed to only get a tie from this game. Michael Antonio, another goal, though. Yeah. Ben um, cooled off slightly. Yeah. But that being said, West Ham, great start to the season. Tied for the most goals in the Prem with 10. Tied with Man City, who have put up five. And against the two worst teams, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I, I'm hopeful for West Ham. I mean, we both kind of, we all kind of weren't super high on them after last season. We thought they would struggle with depth playing in Europe. But um, Which they, they, made these signings, they made these signings to add depth. I think they'll be all right. We'll see. And well, then just the depth question is like the two, the center bits. And they signed one. Do check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Let's see if he can fill the shoes of. Well, he doesn't need to in the Prem. He needs to in the Europa. I guess you're right. The Europa Conference League or whatever, where he's going to be playing worse teams than Spartak Moscow or Mormon plays anyway. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, And then we get into the big game, right? Liverpool, Chelsea, 1 1. Chelsea with a red card right before halftime. Fairly given, in my opinion. Interesting. Again, um, I don't think this is a red. Yeah, I mean, it's a handball off the goal line. The ball hits his leg and then bounces up and hits his, his arm. But, like, and I think if it just did that, if that's all that happened, it's not a red. But as it hits his arm, he does kind of move his arm forward. Right. I, I get Making that. Making a motion right. to stop it. But here's, here's my point with it, is that it does hit his arm, and he doesn't move his arm until it's hit his arm. Yeah, but so, it's like, the ball Look, was kind of sitting there, and he like, right? It it, like but it's more to... like to just get the ball off his arm, so it's not just sitting there. It's like if he had moved his arm, like if his arm was moving into the ball, I get that. But it was like it hit his arm, and then he just moved it, his it's arm like the once. Ball in through, arm, though. Right? I mean, like he was making the motion to stop it, but he wasn't making the motion until it had already hit his arm when the foul is committed. I like, I, the... I think it's a red card. Um, I understand why people might think it's not. When I first heard that it just hit his leg and then his arm, I'm like, oh, it's not. But then, like, you see the motion, and to me, that's enough. Right. I, I Yeah, I, I can't explain it any further than what I did, but I don't think the motion – it's the timing of the motion to me. But, but yeah, also, the way it happened was terrible because Anthony Taylor doesn't see the motion. He walks over to the screen and sees a freeze frame of it hitting his arm and then immediately runs back and blows the whistle gives a red card. Yeah. No, it was a very quick VAR check. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Kai Havertz scored a nasty goal, though, that header. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, and also, Harvey Elliott, place. nice little bright spot for Liverpool in this game. But, like, you got to be disappointed as Liverpool. Like, you have a whole half up a man. You should find a goal. Yeah, and Chelsea don't push you at all. They Liber- sit- Yeah, I mean, Liverpool didn't really create much after half. No, which is credit to Chelsea in their shape, defensive shape. Yeah, I mean, they said that, but, but all right. But it's also because Liverpool are predictable. You kind of know what they're going to do. You know where, you know where they're going to attack from, true. Yeah. Um, Burnley leads 1-1. Uh, 
I was disappointed in this game. Leeds still without a win, although they do get up their first point. Or no, they tied last weekend too. That's right. Um, still without a win though. Mm-hmm. Could have really Burnley used Dan James in this game. They could have. Burnley get their first point of the season, which hurt me a little bit. I'm rooting for them to get relegated. Um, I mean, not you much to say here. Burnley against Ben Me. Burnley didn't look too bad in this game, and Burnley do sign a Corneau from Lyon. It should be a creative winger. Very interesting transfer. Did not, not see the transfer Sean that Dice Burnley would that. normally make. Yeah. Um, a transfer to give them not just a tall striker up top, but actually some creativity. It's interesting. Yeah. You know who I think would be a really good Burnley player? Mark Albrighton. <laughs> Since we were talking about him, he'd probably do great at Burnley. <laughs> Um, oh, but his work rate, he'd be perfect for Leeds. Maybe, but he's uh he's probably too safe. He probably does too much defending for Leeds, honestly. <laughs> um and then Tottenham and Watford. This game ended in one-nothing thanks to a fluke goal from Kyung Min Son, who just crosses in the free kick. The announcer did call. He goes, he's really gonna try to aim this free kick far post here. And that's exactly what happened. And the goalie just mm-hmm. I blame the goalie. The goalie needs to come out and grab that ball. Mm-hmm. anytime um, something like that happens it's you know, yeah yeah like it, especially this one i feel like this one was less like some of the other ones where you see where they, they try to take the free kick and cross it in and it goes in this one i thought was fairly close to the goalie and he could have gotten um that being said watford didn't look bad in this game they're continuing to surprise me um mm-hmm. and they had a, a quietly very good transfer window bringing in sissoko i think will help a lot they do lose uh Will Hughes to Crystal Palace, but I think they'll be all, they might be all right. Yeah. Um, I hope not that. I hope they go down. And then Wolves and Man United. Oh my goodness, Man United fans! You guys got to be. You have to understand how lucky you guys are to win this game. Oh yeah, we oh, played. Yeah, we awful. we were where were. This was prototypical Man United last year first half performance. Absolutely awful, but somehow the difference here is that you don't concede. Yes. Wolves managed to create all of these chances and just not score. Juan Bissaka does great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, Was it Wolves creating them or Fred giving them Fred the ball? Fred giving the ball the away. Yeah. yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but then Juan Bissaka was there to clear it off the line. Um, I hey, think in that chance, nice. Trincao, I think he takes too much. He takes too, one too many touches there. Yeah, I agree. I think if he had pulled the trigger like literally like a half step earlier, Juan Bissaka can't get there. Um, but that's just me. Adama doing his best again to not score. Um, not but getting man of the match. Yeah, because he just dribbles. <laughs> but like he can't shoot the ball. No. He doesn't have a left. No. Um, and then the goal, I mean, we have to be honest here. I can't believe this is still Mason Greenwood's goal. I agree. I think it's on target. I disagree. I think it's post at most. I think when you look at the angle from like that's right off the side of the goal, it looks like it was going wide to me personally. It definitely could have found the corner. But um, I think it's close enough where they just were like, all right, just give it to him. But like, I think if the goalie doesn't touch that, it's not going in the net. It might hit the post and bounce to somebody and then go in. But I personally did not think it was going in. Okay. I don't know. I, I thought it was. I mean, it's close for sure. It was close, but he Greenwood slots those. So, but it's a foul uh, from Pogba on Neves. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's it was absolutely a foul. I think the reason it doesn't get called is because Nevis stays up and then immediately looks at the ref. And then yeah. like and then falls. Like yes. Nevis played it off wrong. He, he he totally fakes this out. He sees that the ball's gone, then yeah. looks at the ref, yeah, then he falls should, down. He, he couldn't get the ball. He took too bad too big of a touch and then falls. I, I, it's stupid because it is a foul, absolutely. Pogba's studs hit his shin. Yeah, he misses the um, ball. Yeah. It's, it's a foul. I mean, you can make an argument that this is more of a red card than Xhaka's. I don't think – I mean, because I, I don't, I don't think, think so. I do think last well, year in the Prem, this goal would have been disallowed. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, many United benefited from that. But, I mean, you can't be too hopeful about – especially the last two games. Southampton tie, and then this loss – or, excuse me, this win – should have been a loss. Um, I don't look. I don't look at this team going. Ronaldo is going to fix it. Oh, it's okay. We're going to be scoring so many. Go- you know, we're going to be electric with Ronaldo. It's fine. He's going to fix all our problems. Like no, he didn't. He didn't fix all Juventus's problems. No, and we have one problem, and that's a freaking CDM, and it still hasn't fixed. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, just, pre- how many times can I say it? Rough for Wolves. They slumped to their third straight one nothing defeat. Them and Arsenal are the only teams without a goal in the Prem. Arsenal. Oh, it's funny. But we have to say about uh, Man United. So because they didn't get a CDM, it leads me to believe, unfortunately, that Ali has fallen behind on listening to our podcasts and he hasn't stayed up to date. He was he yeah. didn't hear our recommendations. Uh, and maybe he tried. Maybe the board just didn't listen to him. But um, I mean, Ed Woodard's gone at the end of this calendar year, so. Right, but he hasn't. Had, that no, he's already something. done. I thought it was he, he's done. John, um, I Rocha thought he was already handling, gone. Yes, handling oh, cool. all the transfers. So, um, but yeah, Ali, I don't, I really don't know what to tell you at this point because now we're stuck with Fred and McTominay. Hopefully, when McTominay gets back, which is going to be like a month, um, I who, who plays CDM? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to say it. We play Maguire at CDM and <laughs> we play a Lindelof Veron back to. I think Lindelof would be a better CDM than Maguire. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably. He's a little more mobile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Harry Maguire in the midfield. Harry he just likes to take pass. it up sometimes. No, Harry Maguire can... likes to take it up sometimes. Maguire going like a solo run to the other opponent's 18, then like blast one over the bar. Yeah. Like that one Zuma run. I remember that. Yeah. He like dribbled like three people and then skied it completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that... <laughs> I did forget to mention about the Leeds game that Bamford does score. So, total through three games, Big Dom three, Bamf one. I'm obviously still back in Big Dom, have been. I mean, you're, you're forgetting an important stat here. What? What is this importance? Non-penalty goals, 1-1? One, one. Uh, uh, well, yeah, that. <laughs> and, and assists. I mean, you know. <laughs> How many assists does Bamford have? One? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's more than Big Dom. Big Dom is zero. Yep. Yeah, so Big Dom basically has one goal and Bamford has two goals. Right. Two goals slash assists. Goal involvements we're talking about here. I mean... Big Dom still leads. I mean, but, like, are we really counting pens? I mean, come on. Yeah. (laughs) 
Does Bamford no, does he take pens or does Calvin Phillips take them? Or does honestly Bamford I know I did take pens a few times no last idea. season, I thought. I I'm like totally drawing a blank right now on I feel like it's Bamford. I think I really feel like it's Bamford. But honestly, it could be any number of them. All right. Anything else to talk about? Oh, we got to talk about Ted Lasso. You guys watch the episode, right? Oh, my God. What what an episode. They're making the cup run now. Oh, there it FA is. Cup. Jamie I, like how, I like how they were in the quarterfinals. And, and Ted didn't they, know. And Ted, yeah, like, it was like they hadn't played the game. He was like, what's the FA Cup? He was like, yeah. what's the – we're playing – I'm like, you're in the quarterfinals. You played how many games so far? You could have already like, played at least, like, three games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, the little Easter egg at the end that Sam is the one who's been talking. Yeah, yeah what was that? My jaw dropped. That is so weird. It is so weird. It, they're gonna they, they're gonna have an episode just unpacking that, and it's gonna be like, whoa. It was so set up for it to be Ted. Like they really leaned it on Ted. I'm glad it's. Not. I didn't, I could no. It, I I could tell they were trying to push you that way, but I didn't think it was ever gonna be Ted. I'm so glad it's not, um, because he was like on his phone at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So he was like it. Like very glad that it's not him because that just would have been weird. But it's re- it's really weird that it's Sam. Yeah, I do. Do we think something happens there? No. Do you think well, they might? I, yes. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I'm gonna oh, go. Wait, yes. Actually, bold prediction. Probably. Put it. Put it in the. Put it in the document. Bold prediction. <laughs> bold. Sam's it has piping to be a Rebecca. Part of Rebecca's character arc for her to be like for her to get over it and to actually give Sam a chance. No, I don't think anything happens. I think it'd be real weird if it does. If it did, <laughs> it'd be hilarious. It's like, what if? What if it's like in the office that something <laughs> happens and like somebody walks in on it? Like Roy, Roy. <laughs> oh, oh, and uh, I mean, he's still the best part of this show as a coach. Roy great. can't affect. Yeah, the Roy can't affect. I mean. Definitely people have to start just wondering when are they going to call for Ted to be fired because all of their assistants are just better than he Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like felt that tension building a little bit in the last episode. Like Roy is like kind of in charge of everybody. Like the players respect what he says more so than what Ted says. Yeah. And I, I think mean, that's going to play into like the, the psych stuff. Oh yeah. Ted, what? He's like in di- distress yeah, right now. Yeah. He had that panic attack during the game. I wonder if it's because he felt like he didn't have control over the team anymore. He was losing it and stuff. No, I think it was about his wife. Because remember, he or yeah. his wife. Because he said uh, to somebody, "Oh, my my wife," and he's like, "Oh, my ex-wife." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely that's always been building on it, and he's yeah. away from his kid and everything. Mm-hmm. Sad, but yeah. We'll see. New episode. How about how about the sign for Jamie Tart putting up the middle finger? <laughs> he just went in like. <laughs> it just went to god mode with yeah. <laughs> yeah that free kick should not have gone in no i don't know what keeper tottenham were playing but michelle warm <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else to add no beards best bets because there's no prem this upcoming weekend we have an international break yeah next week so do some fun stuff i don't know what we we're gonna have planned but like do some interesting okay. Like a top ten maybe or something like that or a draft or yeah. discussions, say, interesting stuff like that. Do just wait. Surprise. Did we do any stats? We just. I was about to say I have my. Interesting oh, you do. 
my scintillating statistics. Go ahead. All right. This is a. I was waiting for the sound. Tyler never. Oh, sorry. Ah. <laughs> sorry. Quite scintillating. So this edition of scintillating statistics, fact or fiction, is entirely Premier League. So. Oh, good. Or, well, it, it all centers. There might be some European stuff in here, but we'll start off with the top 10 most loyal players in the Premier League. So the players that have spent the longest time at their current club. So number one on this list, I believe we all know, is Mark Noble. Yeah. Yep. Number one in Europe. Fact or fiction, Mark Noble is five or has been in his club five years longer than the next closest or the next most loyal player. I think that's true because I would have said Mesty was close, but I think now Wait, it's in all of like in, in the Premier League. Oh, in the yeah. Prem. Um, yeah. Definitely not all of Europe. Um, in the Prem. So you got like Jamie Vardy's been at Leicester a while. Um, it's not going to be anybody from like the top six. Although Milner's been at Liverpool for a good amount of time. No, but it was that long City not, for not, no. not noble time though. I think that's fact. <clears throat> hmm. I'm just trying to work out who else it could be. And that's where it's, I'm struggling to think of anybody else. When I say the name at number two, you will absolutely believe that he's number two. It will make sense. You just haven't thought of his name yet. Oh, well then, Phil Jones. Oh, he's yeah. number nine. He's number nine. Uh, Only number nine. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say fact as well. It is fact. Mark Noble has been at West Ham 17 years, seven months. So and coming in at 12 time? years and seven months, so exactly five years less. Seamus Coleman. Ah, uh, yep. All right. That makes sense. Then you've got what? Continue. Yeah, continue with the list. I want to hear it. Kevin Long is three for Burnley at 11 years, seven months. Lewis Dunk has been at Brighton for 11 years, two wow. months. Well, I, would, I don't know. Harry Kane. At, with 10 years and seven months. So this wow. does not include loan spells, obviously. Um, wow. Number six is David De Gea. Actually tied. Oh, my God. So David De Gea, Jordan Henderson, Casper Schmeichel, and Phil Jones are all tied mm. at 10 years and two months. And then coming in 10th is Tyler's favorite center back, Ben Mee, at <laughs> nine years and seven months. Nice. All right. Now we'll head to um, this stat focuses on Manchester City. So Manchester City commonly blow out opponents, particularly in the bottom half of the table. But fact or fiction, since Guardiola joined City, Man City have three times the number of goals by a margin of five or more, or wins by five or more goals than the next closest in the prem that yeah, makes sense I mean, to me i would say fact that makes yeah. a lot of sense 
I can think of a lot of times where Man City have just blown teams out of the water. Yep, same. And it's a lot harder to think of those for other teams. It is fact. They have 23 such wins. Wow. Well, the next closest has six. And it's Liverpool and Tottenham. I was going to say Liverpool. And then Chelsea (laughs) and Leicester both have three. Um, On their All right. So the final stat of this week, we'll look at the transfer window and the amount of money spent. Now it's everyone knows that Arsenal spent the most money in the transfer window, which is absolutely hilarious. But fact or fiction, Premier League clubs make up the top five clubs with the most money spent during the transfer window. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Mm-hmm. Fact. Wait, so... In all of Europe... I, I get I get it. I'm just trying to figure out what, yeah. what, we're, what we're dealing with here. could be up there, but a lot of their people they got for free. Right, but they get. I guess so. I guess right. So they really bought Hakimi, though. Right, that's it. I guess I'm thinking because um, Nuno Mendes isn't done, right? So, but the buy option of forty. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing there. Um, yeah. Then, so Arsenal, City, Arsenal, City, United, Chelsea. Chelsea. Liverpool didn't spend anything. Maybe Villa. Villa have Villa have spent close to a hundred. Um, West Ham, how much did West Ham get up to? West Ham's wasn't too too much. Uh, I'm gonna find somebody. I guess yeah, we'll. Tottenham signed uh that left back for thirty. Uh, Brian Gill, and then they signed obviously Christian Romero. Yeah, so Tottenham should be over hundred too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll say that. It's fiction. Who's up there? Tottenham are not in this top 10. But this money, but this does come from transfer market. So unless you're calling transfer market fake. I don't know. They had a questionable stat a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, Arsenal won at 149 million pounds. United two at 126. City three at 114. Chelsea four at 108. RB Leipzig, big spenders at, at 96 million. And then this was the fifth Premier League club that you guys said in sixth. Aston Villa at 95 million. Yeah. And then you've got Roma at 87 million. So Jose has shelled out the cash. Then you've got PSG at 74 million. I believe 64 million of that was for Hakimi. Then 10 million is for the loan of Nunez right now. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Stad Rene spent 71 million. I have no idea who the heck they signed. And then coming in 10th, Crystal Palace. Mm. When was this Patrick updated? Dino. When was this updated? 15 that, hours ago. There's no way Tottenham aren't, aren't above Leipzig. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the math right now. Hours ago. I'm, I'm going to do the math right now. <laughs> Dollars to pounds. Fake stat, fake stat, fake stat. Look, $28 million for Emerson. That's 20 pounds, basically. You also have 20 million for that center mid they signed and then loaned back out. That's another 15 pounds, so we're at 35. Plus 55 for Romero, that's 40. So what is that? 40 plus 35 is what? 
75. We got to oh, show Romero's yep. alone with 85. Burgess. They did not pay anything for him right now. I don't, are you sure? I just Googled it and they're saying loan with purchase option. And that's as simple as that. Whoopsies. Yeah, I forget that uh, it's activated at any time I press the keys to look something up. <laughs> I thought they signed him. All right. Fair enough then. Fair enough. It would have been close anyway. Yeah, on the official thing, it says loan transfer. So they spent in dollars 27 and a half, 27 and a half, and 18 and a half. So. All right. Fair enough. Um, anything else to add? Um, no Bayern games. Lewandowski scored a hat trick last game. He uh, has now scored in like 13 straight Bundesliga games, which I think – no, the record's like 16 or 17 from, I think, Gerd Muller. Probably. <clears throat> so he's got a couple more games to go. It's definitely doable, though. Um, I'm excited for this international break to be done and then we get actual football. Yeah, we get some big games. Oh, yeah, real football – like American football is back, too. After, before yes. the next friend games, we have some American football. Yes, we get to see before? the Bucks and the Cowboys on Thursday night. Oh, no, I didn't know that was game where both September teams 11. I just want to lose. Um, all right. Well, then I guess that'll do it for us. I'm going to go to bed. I'm a little sick right now. Oh, no. Get well soon, Joey. Yeah, hopefully. We have our fantasy football draft in two days' time. Right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, the order of which was completely determined fairly and randomly. <laughs> the fact that you're saying that just seems to it further, yeah, 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 yeah. It just further implies that it was not. I will, I will keep randomly. making it sus. I know that deep down in my heart, I did not do anything. You okay. only know that deep down in your heart, so like on the surface, you're like, oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, for those for who context, don't know, yeah, go ahead. So for those who don't know Ryan, he cheats at literally everything. Any game that we play, and he can find a way to circumvent the rules. And so the, the biggest example I could give of this, we were playing a, like, what's, it's like the apples to apples of memes. So it's like memes, you try to match memes up with each other. And he was taking cards from the discard. He had like a hundred cards behind his back that he was just picking out from. And just hoping that the person who was selecting the cards didn't realize it had already been played. Ridiculous. It's such a simple game that he was cheating at. So that's why we were all, when Ryan was the one who created the order, very skeptical about the fact that Wilberdowski, the commissioner, got first pick and has gotten first pick many years. <laughs> Ryan was second. And then me, his roommate, got third. <laughs> I was not here for the pick, for the for the. So I can claim no uh, collusion. There's nothing that you could trace back to me on this. Yeah, I wanted to get you to be the one who um, watched me do it, but you left. Yeah, so I was I at work, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was the one who actually pushed our commissioner to get the league moving. Hey, and then I mean, put in. Weeks ago, I called dibs on the first pick, though, and I just would have liked to see that been honored. 
Well, okay. Brian also called dibs on an entire team, so. <laughs> I did. I'll honor that. I, well, at least I would have had I gotten my first pick. Oh, let me let me go and do another randomization. Hey guys, okay. just ra- just randomly updated it. <laughs> 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 All right, <laughs> we will leave you with that. Um, I expect to have the best team in the league, but adios. Watch some international soccer and watch some American football. <laughs>